We light three Advent candles remembering Jesus, the light of the world. He came to defeat the Prince of Darkness. We remember Jesus, who came in answer to his people's prayers. John proclaimed him the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. We hear his call to see the light. We light three Advent candles as a sign of our trust and confidence. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Through your word and spirit, may our souls be blessed. Let us begin our sermon with prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, on what started out as an ordinary day among some of the most ordinary or common folk of Israel, and specifically Bethlehem, you interrupted their night with an extraordinary message. As we look at the shepherd's candle today, we ask that you help each one of us to come to understand that we may be ordinary people, but you've given us an extraordinary message to share with the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. During this untraditional time of the COVID virus that has interrupted everything, we have been focusing on the most traditional part of the Advent season, and that is the time of the Advent candles. And the most traditional use of those candles began with the prophecy candle. And during that sermon, we looked at the fact that all of Scripture pointed to the fact in the Old Testament that the Savior was coming, and the New Testament tells us the Savior has come, and there are specific details for us that make it abundantly clear that only Jesus fits all the prophecies to a T. Now, last week we focused on the second candle, the Bethlehem candle. And the Bethlehem candle made it very clear that the Savior would be a descendant of David and he would be born in the city of Bethlehem. And with the next candle, we actually look to the night that Jesus was born and we look at the shepherd's candle. Our text for our sermon is recorded in the Gospel history according to St. Luke as recorded in chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. There were in the same country shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. Today in the town of David a Savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude from the heavenly army, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward mankind. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they told others the message they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed by what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the gospel history of our Lord. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, as I have said, we have now arrived at the shepherd's candle. The candle, this is part of the nativity and the birth of our Savior. And we want to focus on shepherds first and foremost because 
What the angel told them amounts to the fact that when you combine in the fact that Bethlehem was the birthplace of King David, King David, before he was a king, had served as a shepherd. This is why, besides his faith here in the blasphemies that Goliath was shouting about God's people, which were blaspheming God, David felt confident in the use of his slingshot because he had pointed out to Saul that he had killed the lion and bear protecting the sheep, his lambs. Jesus is born in Bethlehem. He is the king of all creation. But Jesus, as he tells us in John chapter 10, is the good shepherd. And he says, my sheep know my voice and know me. Shepherds are the first lay people besides Mary and Joseph that are recorded being told that the Savior's been born. Shepherds because it points out the fact that Jesus is the good shepherd. Now, it's very important for us to understand what it means to be the good shepherd because in Wyoming, when we herd cattle, we often tend to do that where we get behind the cattle and maybe you swat them if they're not moving with a rod to kind of get them moving. You shout, yeah, and you kind of drive them along. But that's not how the shepherds in Palestine shepherded their flocks. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, that the sheep know his voice, it's because in Palestine, the shepherds went ahead of the sheep. They would go through the valley of the shadow of death, if you will, using Psalm 23. And when everything was safe and they were on the other side, they would call out to their sheep who would follow their voice. It's amazing for us to stop and think about that God uses the picture of a shepherd for his leadership. Because we can take a look, and I'm not going to get too deep into politics as usual, but right now our news is exploding with people who are frustrated over their political leaders who they say one thing and then hypocritically they do another with the coronavirus. But Jesus goes first. Jesus walked through the shadow of the valley of death for you, and he conquered death for you, and he rose. Jesus is the good shepherd who now is ruling over all creation for you. The first thing we want to focus on on the shepherd's candle is that Jesus is the good shepherd. The shepherd candle because the good shepherd has been born and he will ultimately go to the cross and rise for you. So, and now he has ascended and rules over all creation for you and you know his voice which is his word which tells you of forgiveness. His leadership is different because many Christians today, they get confused and they use the law motivation to do what the good news of forgiveness and salvation in Christ is meant to do. You'd better give an offering in church or else we're going to kick you upside the rear. You'd better do this. You'd better do that. Well, and people miss the right motivation. Jesus calls us to himself. Come, come, my beloved sheep. He sends somebody out with the word to share the good news of forgiveness. They show us that we need a savior and then they tell us we have a savior and the gospel is the good news that the Holy Spirit uses to enter our hearts to make us believe Jesus is our savior. The shepherd's candle because the good shepherd has been born. But again, that angel came to the shepherds and after telling them not to be afraid because angels are terrifying, we'll get into that in next week's sermon, we're told, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. 
And then we're told, when the angels went away, the shepherds said to one another, Now let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they told others the message they had been told about this child. God picked shepherds. It's interesting to find out that oftentimes at this time, uh, the rabbis in that despised shepherds. Why, they were the lowly middle class. Never mind the fact that the coming Savior was compared to, in Psalm 23, the good shepherd, that the Lord is our shepherd. They looked down upon shepherds. Who does God come to first with the message, the Savior's been born? He comes to average, normal people working an average, everyday job. It's important for us to recognize that because in America today, America was founded to actually have a middle class and America has had the largest working class in middle class in human history. And yet our politicians, our Hollywood stars, our elites often despise the middle class. The shepherds knew what it was like for the rabbis in the upper class to resent them for being average, normal, working-class Joes. But they're the ones that were entrusted with the message, the good shepherd has been born. Because they knew how to work tenderly, gently with their sheep, they went tenderly, gently to see this baby who had come to win them peace. And then they lifted up their shepherd's voice, the voice that was used to calling out to their individual herds, come, come, my sheep, and the sheep of their individual herds would know which was the voice of their shepherd and follow them. They would go out and tell others gently the peaceful message, the Savior has been born. God entrusted them with the message, not the rabbis, not Herod, who would very quickly try to kill the baby Jesus. God entrusted normal, working people with the good news because they would lift up their voice. They actually knew they needed a Savior. They weren't going to be like the Sanhedrin who 33 years later would plot to murder Jesus so that they could secure their position, which was meant to point to Jesus in the first place. They didn't consider the consequences that they might be jeopardizing their own lives with somebody like King Herod. They were happy to tell the people of Bethlehem, we have seen the Savior, the Messiah has been born. Now it's interesting, we can easily overlook the fact that verse 20 says, and the shepherds returned. See, oftentimes we can think that if you're going to share the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, our Messiah, that you have to go off to a seminary and you have to learn the Greek and the Hebrew and you have to become one of the elite and take that position of the rabbis. And we have to think that, well, I just couldn't possibly share the good news of salvation in Christ with others around me because I just don't have enough education. We're mistaken. God didn't tell them, you now have seen the Messiah, you have to quit being shepherds. They went back to their work. But when they returned to their work, they returned as those who had seen the baby Messiah, who had seen the incarnate God, who had seen that the good shepherd had been born. 
you and I often feel inadequate to share the Word of God. And it can be very intimidating when you turn on the news and hear of a hostile environment against those who trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior. It can be intimidating right now as Hollywood elites and as politicians are saying, you Christians don't need to gather together under this coronavirus. If your God's all-powerful, he can hear your prayers. Never mind the fact that we don't gather together to worship the Lord for God's benefit. God is not weak. It's not like God disappears if we're not praying to him. Just like when the shepherds visited the baby Jesus, Jesus would have lived if the shepherds had never come. They were privileged to share the good news of salvation. You and I gather together to worship the Lord, not for God's benefit, but for our own that we mutually encourage and uplift and apply the word of God to each other as we see that we are his sheep, unified as a flock, protecting each other, getting to be his voice in sharing with others. In the time of the Reformation, Martin Luther quickly discovered that those who were thinking like he did, that they were doing a world of good by dropping out of the world and isolating themselves into a monastery, had actually done the greatest harm of all. God has called you in your vocation, whether you're a plumber, a rancher, a shepherd, a mechanic, a nurse, a teacher. He's called you to be a Christian in that field. I remember many, many years ago in my ministry in a small town in Burke, South Dakota, it was Christmas Eve and a blizzard had hit and we had lost electricity. I was worrying about how I was going to heat the home for my family that night when I got the message that the next town over in the hospital I had a member who was about to receive eternal glory. I ventured out down the highway in a blizzard. I was able to comfort that person with the word of God and on my way back home I remember a break in the blizzard just enough that I looked out into the distance and I had seen a power company truck. The man was in the bucket and he was up and the wind was shaking that bucket and that poor man was reconnecting the wire that the wind had blown free in that blizzard. When I got home my family had electricity. I remember as I drove by the highway and saw that man working, I remember I stopped and I said a prayer of thanks to God because the thought that popped into my head was, my family will have electricity, we'll have heat tonight, because that man is the hand of God in restoring our electricity. And he was. Whether that man was a Christian or not, whether he ever knows how grateful I and the rest of the town were when we had electricity, I can tell you that God works through your vocations. Martin Luther was very fond of saying, when a mother gets up to wipe a baby's rear end and feed it in the middle of the night, she is the hand of God in feeding that baby and changing its diaper. The shepherds return back to their vocation. God doesn't expect you to be like the monks mistakenly thought in the medieval ages where they thought they were serving God by dropping out of society and abandoning their parents. In those days, your children were your retirement account. No, you actually glorify God in your day-to-day -day vocations. You are a Christian at work doing those jobs. 
And it's there that we have the opportunity with co-workers when we can comfort them with the Word of God. I know you're worried about the blizzards of life. You're worried about this coronavirus. Let me assure you there is a God who is the Good Shepherd, and He's not behind you screaming, You'd better believe in me! Like the angel who told the shepherds, Don't be afraid. You have the good news of saying, Don't be afraid. God is all-powerful. He's the good shepherd. He's been through this. He's calling you through it. And you actually are privileged like those shepherds. God could have just used Joseph and Mary. God could have just used the angels. We'll get into that next week. But God chose working-class people who returned to their work with the message that the Savior has been born. And so today we have looked at that shepherd's candle. And we see shepherds because the good shepherd has been born. Shepherds, because they had a voice to cry out the good news that the Good Shepherd had been born. And shepherds who returned to work, believers, and lived in their vocation as the early Christians. Amen. And now, may the peace of God which transcends all understanding lift your hearts and motivate you to lift your voices as God privileges you with the opportunity to tell others the Good Shepherd has been born, has lived, has died, has risen, and will come again. Amen.